This podcast is brought to you by ThamesCon, bringing conventions to Oxford and London, including the Great Conjunction, the first ever dark crystal convention in the world. For more information, visit their website at www.thegreatconjunction.com. Another world, another time, in the age of wonder. You are listening to Trial by Stone. Trial by Stone! Dea, Tea, Dara, Tea. Your vital essence, the Dark Crystal. Kida, Kida. Come, come, see for yourself. Aru, Garu. How very interesting. Dea, Tea. I feel the song of Thra in my heart! Now go, you heroes of Thra! Hello and welcome to Trial by Stone, uh, your vital essence for the Dark Crystal. I'm your host, Philip, and I just want to say thank you so much for tuning in to the show live um, as, you know, as part of the Thraathon, you know, celebrating um, the one-year anniversary of the Dark Crystal Age of Resistance and um you know doing this whole thing you know to encourage everyone to binge watch the show and to get you know to get the show sort of trending on netflix so um it's it's been a pretty great weekend we've had lots of things that have been going on um so to introduce um everyone that's on the show so we've got of course my co-host sydney so sydney hi how are you (laughs) hi I'm um, doing all right. I am a little bit less on fire here in California. Um, every day that goes by, I'm slightly less on fire. So you yep. can only get better from here, right? <laughs> um, well, I mean, that's important yeah. thing to hear that you've been, yeah, safe, you know, and yeah, with everything yeah, that's happening with the fires and yeah, yeah. Yeah. So many so things happening. Californian yeah. listeners yeah. out there. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? Where's everybody at on their episodes for the streaming right now? I'm at episode eight right now. I had to pause at eight that's that's where i left off where's everyone else at yeah. right now where are you at philip and you're streaming well um i'm actually going to do it right after <laughs> probably right after we do this uh, live show i've just you're been behind. really i know i know i've been i've been busy just um doing the um the fan art contest um of you course get a pass. We've, we've we've been getting so many entries and it, sort of compiling everything up and um but i i you know i haven't forgotten about you know <laughs> doing the whole sort of marathon streaming. So it is something I'm going to probably going to do right after the, um, uh, the show. So it's something I have not nice. forgotten. And, um, you know, got, got a few things that are probably going to pop up on the social medias as well. I've got some couple little videos that, um, yeah. I'll be sharing. So yeah, no, so, which is, which is all good. And, um, and it's been yeah. awesome seeing people that have, uh, you know, using, using the hashtag throwathon, um, yeah. to get the word out there. So, of course, with me is uh, Zay. Zay from the Great Conjunction or ThamesCon or TamsCon, I should say. Um, <laughs> hey, how you doing, Zay? I, I know it's really late for you, so thank you so much for being on. You know, late now and London time. <laughs> yeah, no, this is great. Thank you for having me. I've been in training all week, going to bed really late, mm-hmm. so uh, I've been prepped for this, and I've had loads of caffeine and loads of sweets. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm either really excited about the throwathon, or maybe just a little bit high on sugar. Who knows? Yeah. But it's all good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, cool. That's awesome. And with me is uh, well, the guy who's you know uh, sort of started, came up with the idea of the throwathon, and um, of course is Sean from the Angle of Tony uh, Facebook group. So, Sean, thank you so much for um, being on the show. Yeah, absolutely. I'm delighted to be here. Awesome, awesome. And uh, and, and with more guests as well, we've got Alian. So, Alian, um, who most of us will probably know her for her cosplay for um, Skekshard. Uh, Yay, the, uh, good sword. Yeah. <laughs> sword. Yes, yeah, yeah. So, um, those beautiful ginger locks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to change it. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to change it. I love it's the bright. ginger lock. Yeah. It's, it's too bright. Oh, yeah, maybe. Just a little, little dingied up, but I love the red. It's though. too much fabulous. Yeah. He has to be, to be a bit less fabulous. <laughs> He's extra. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yeah. It, I mean, it, it was awesome actually just seeing that, that cosplay and, um, expect, uh, you know, 
with, with your creature, especially um, back when, when the Great Conjunction, um, back early in the year. So it was, yeah, so great. And also, um, also last but not least is, of course, Jason Delgado from the Great Conjunction YouTube channel. Um, how you doing, Jason? Doing good. I thought at first I thought you were gonna say the great YouTube channel. Uh, <laughs> just kidding. Yeah, no, yeah. We we've been having fun today. Earlier for the Throwathon, we ran. Uh, Sean and I ran a trivia, and it went really great. Uh, we have our first official Dark Crystal trivia Throwathon uh, first place winner. So he holds the belt. One thing I was really excited that he did was that he had already uh, tweeted out like I'm I'm the trivia champ, and he, and he tweeted out that that uh. You know, uh Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. After awesome. after uh, trial by stone, so yeah. yeah, doing good to answer Sydney's question. I'm on episode like four right now. Yeah, of my actual watching, but when I'm not watching, I'm just letting it stream on another device just mm. to boost yeah. up the rating. So yeah, yeah, I literally had it playing in the bedroom. I just had it on all entire day while I was going about my life. Yep, so. same here. Oh yeah. Yeah. Every so often, I'd have to pop back in because Netflix would be like, are you still watching? I'm like, yes, obviously. Like, maybe I'm not physically in there, but yes. Yeah. Jeez, rude, Netflix. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm right at, at the end, like um, 10 minutes yeah. Yeah, until wow. the end. Yeah. I <laughs> oh. just exploded. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm, uh, I'm at the moment where Rianne is after Deet. Uh, more or less. Yeah. Uh, poor Very thing. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully we get it to be continued for that. I think mm. that's the thing most people want to see a resolution for. <laughs> yes, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Still want to know about, um, you know, if we're going to get that second season, I know at the moment we still don't know. And I think probably, I mean, I think it's probably going to be, you know, once the Emmys, you know, I mean, it's, it's awesome that we, you know, got the nomination, that Age of Resistance got nominated for Outstanding Children's Program. And we just got our fingers crossed, you know, whether the win might sort of possibly secure a second season yeah. or not. Um, so, yeah, there's sort of, you know, so we've got our fingers crossed. But, I mean, it's, it's, it's been great um, that we've still been getting um, a lot of Dark Crystal content uh, through other means. Um, yeah. Of course, you know, we've had the, the Dark Crystal Age of Resistance comics, um, actually, I, I want to know if any any of you have been reading the comics and and what you've been just your overall thoughts about them. Actually, just out of pure curiosity, I didn't. I have read been them. reading. Oh, read them. Them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The the current run that's going through Age of Resistance, it's uh, obviously going to be twelve issues total. Uh, the first four were about Ordon getting the duel glaive for the first time and it has like has a lot to do with madra Farah as well well she's not madra mm -hmm. Farah yet uh, or is she um mm -hmm. and then this the second one deals with hup primarily which is it, that's, that's really barf. Fun. yes hup and barf barfinius <laughs> yes uh, who is a very interesting character that, that one was great I, i've loved both the one thing i've liked that they've done is that they've had different artists and different writers for each mm. arc and it's kept it kept it fresh. Everyone does their best work. The artwork in, inside and covers have all been great. The storylines have been fun. I, I've enjoyed them. And the current one going on with a young Madra Madra Mayrin, all Madra Mayrin, mm -hmm. uh, is rather interesting. It's not complete yet, but there's there's definitely some interesting things you you get in it. So far, I've really been enjoying it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. me too. Yeah. yeah, same here. Yeah, especially the yeah Madra Mayrin's arc has been very interesting you know there are some bizarre things but it's like but it's dark you know it is very dark crystally at the same time so it's oh, like, yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's been a lot of fun uh, with those comics so well one thing i really loved about that comic is how it, it started with something we didn't get to see in the show we, you know when they talk about like okay we're gonna do a trial by air and we're gonna go through ronup's pass and it and the the issue starts or that arc starts with her going through ronup's pass it's really mm. cool. yeah yeah that made me super happy yeah, it was a nice like... little shout out because I think originally, um, I, I think originally they were there was going to be like a full on sequence within the show, but then yeah, of course due God. to the budget reasons, they're just like, well, how about how about we just make Saladin just you know say no, nah, you know, take it down, take yeah. it. Down. Nope, <laughs> nope. Which was really interesting. It's it still oh yeah, yeah, yeah. worked out worked out great. Yeah, yeah, totally, yeah, yeah. So you gotta leave us something for season two anyway. So yes, yeah um so i mean of course you know we're all, we're pretty much uh you know one year you know it's been almost a year since 
uh, the release of the Dark Crystal Age of Resistance. And I mean, that's the other thing I'd love to know about how, what was sort of your, all your experiences like watching the show for the first time. I know for me that I felt like for me watching it for the first time, like, cause the way I did it is I watched the three episodes on Friday and then did seven on Saturday. And to me, like, to me, it felt like I was like, it was like a dream essentially, you know, uh, you know, so that, that surrealness of, wow, you know, this is dark crystal, 10 episodes, puppets and everything. Um, that there was like a lot to take in and then sort of after repeating viewings it's like oh wow you know there's so much you know more than just you know watching it for the first time love to know you all your thoughts yeah yeah i kind of had a similar reaction um i remember thinking that it was really the first time that we had seen something from jim henson that was kind of geared towards an older audience in sparscape um mm-hmm. and that it had the same production value even greater production value and special effects um, so that was definitely exciting to see. And I also just remember feeling the magic is back. Mm. Um, because having grown up with the original film and having it being such an important part of my childhood, to see kind of a return to that world, it, it sort of felt like going home in a strange way. I don't know if that like makes sense or resonates for people. Yeah. But mm-hmm. it, it definitely kind of had that feeling of kind of like a homecoming. Um, yeah. It was, really great it kind of brought back all of those nostalgic feelings and immediately just felt like you were immersed in that world again and it was it was really special is there a part of you that was like a little bit afraid before you started it like what if it's not what i'm (laughs) first promo where they showed a little bit of the test reel um with uh tech and you had kind of the futuristic armor on i was like oh that doesn't quite look right and i was like i'm not sure if i'm gonna be on board with this i hope so but mm. we'll see and you know fingers crossed and then as soon as they released the official trailer i was like okay i'm not worried at all this looks fantastic yeah. that trailer uh, definitely eased all of our anxieties for sure <laughs> did it for me there's kind of a parallel between that trailer and the first trailer for uh, the lord of the rings fellowship of the ring because i also grew up as a huge tolkien fan mm. and to see that Tolkien's work was going to be adapted again, I was like, oh no, you know, what if they screw it up? And uh, it was kind of that same sense of, you know, oh, okay, I'm not just able to take a breath of relief, um, but, you know, I'm really pumped for this now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, I mean, for me, it's, I know that was probably the, like the longest, I felt like, you know, waiting for the show was probably like the longest sort of couple of years, you know, uh, you know, waiting for the show, what, you know, wanting to know more information about the show. And like, I even remember, like, I mean, we sort of talked about many times about that New York Comic Con panel that, you know, that people in the audience got to see a bit of a sneak peek, you know, at the show and they never really released it anywhere. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think the teaser trailer, like really, um, like that, that was like, yeah, you know, this was definitely going to be something special. Um, but I mean, for me, it would have been with myself and Jamie when we got to um, uh, to, to visit Louis back in April last year and sort of invited us and, you know, showed us a couple of little things here and there. And um, I think, you know, after, you know, after seeing Louis and, and, you know, heading back to Jamie's place, yeah, we, you know, we're just like, you know, this is going to be something like really incredible stuff. And they, they really did pull it off. Um, you know, uh, you know, it's such a the biggest ambitious puppet, you know, puppetry show. And, um, you know, with all the, like so many different themes, uh, you know, so many layers um, with the show um, that, that it is more than just a children's show, you know, it's. It <laughs> but really what impressed me the, the more, the most is that they can do it with puppets. Mm. First, I was like, ah, uh, oh, fun, uh, Dark Crystal show. Um, it will be fun. It will be great, like the first movie. And and then I was, uh, those teams, those action scenes, yeah. with yeah. puppets. Yeah. Those emotional scenes. I, I cried. Yeah. <laughs> there, yeah. There were so much emotional scenes with, with glass eyes, with puppets. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah. Because I mean, it, it it had like it had been going in production for such a long time and went through many different stages. You know, from being animation and then, you know, to pot- potentially sort of testing out between a 
you know, uh, a live Skeksis versus a CGI Galfling. Um, but I think really, you know, we're, we're very glad it didn't go that way. Um, I think, I think Elsa. Yeah. Elsa as a Gelfling. Elsa from Frozen as a Gelfling. Oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah. it did look like that. Yeah, it did. Yeah, and I was yeah. absolutely ready to let that go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I mean, it, I mean, you know, I mean, th and that's a big thing. It was, you know, Netflix, uh, they were the ones that really pushed, pushed the puppets, you know, it's like, okay, we love the ideas, you know, we love the concept of the show. And I know you guys wanted to do it as animation, but you know, why not puppets, you know, sort of thing. So. Isn't that uh, interesting? Yeah. I'm going to get slightly spicy, but isn't it yeah. interesting that Netflix, they were the ones who at the fir at first were like, you know, we have to do it the right way. We're pushing for puppets. Let's do it. Like, all in and then now we're all waiting for netflix to like tell us what's happening <laughs> like we're all waiting yeah. on them now like they were so aggressive in the beginning to make sure we got this done mm. and now they're crickets <laughs> guys it, it, it has <laughs> been pretty weird because i know usually netflix they they generally would announce you know we've been i guess like the three months whether the show's yeah. been renewed or cancelled and it has been just silence and it's just been it has been a really strange thing like that we haven't heard anything and it's been a year you know since the show has come out and there hasn't been a people word you know like we, we don't know whether it's whether it's actually already been given the green light and they're just not saying anything or you know it's it, we, we just don't know but i mean that's the thing i think probably the emmys is you know it, i think whatever happens with the emmys i think we'll hopefully we should really get an answer like sometime after the emmys yeah. um well, and, and netflix has a history of canceling things and mm. they usually aren't quiet about it usually it's just kind of like oh hey that show that you've been watching it's done now and yeah. so the fact that they haven't said that I, I still think that that's really promising i think that says yeah. the negotiations are ongoing mm -hmm. um so i think there is a lot of hope in that but yeah absolutely yeah yeah i think um, i think the show's like super different though than a lot of the shows they made because you can see from all the producers and everyone that worked at Netflix, it was like a labor of love. Mm. So they make loads of shows and it's all quite transactional and commercial. But for these guys, I don't think they were thinking about how much they were going to spend or how they were going to do it or if it made any money or I just don't think they cared. I think they just thought, you know what, this is going to be amazing and we're all really big fans and, and we just want to make it. And this is just something and they probably get one in a million things that they actually get to go, yeah, let's make this and don't worry about it if it's not like a massive commercial success. So for them, I think it's probably a case of really wanting to continue the story for them as fans and for us as fans. Mm. But obviously they've got to look at the kind of the commercial side of it. So there'll yeah. be a little bank manager somewhere going, oh, I'm not sure we can make another one of these. And then all the other guys are really passionate, like, oh, but please, we really, really want to. And the fans really want it. <laughs> and that argument could go on for a long time. And we've seen it happen before with lots of projects. I mean, you know, that go on and go on. So I'm, my, my thinking is that I'm hopeful and feeling really positive mm. that that the you know the passionate people will win over at some point but i think that probably the the kind of the pandemic and everything that's that's happened that's made production slow down mm. netflix will have taken a big hit they will have lost money so they're mm. not going to be looking at dipping into their pockets for something that is a passion project they're going to be thinking what kind of trashy films can we chuck out there that are going to get loads of hits because we know that netflix is really good at that and they get in another the kissing booth <laughs> <laughs> another kiss another 10 <laughs> kissing booths i'll have loads of those and and then we might get another season so i, I feel like you know i'm still feeling positive i'm not personally giving up hope yeah, yeah I'm, I'm 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 right there with you i do think that it's how long did it take for it to even age resistance to come about you know like there's a very long process and mm. it was a labor of love and we know how beautiful dark crystal stuff is and all of it i mean even the original film took a lot longer than a normal film yeah. uh, and, and and it was passion projects for them and you know one thing we love as dark crystal fans is high quality good you know like the visuals are stunning and the storytelling is great i mean we got really got the best of the best with the show i was i i i went into it not seeing the trailers or things like that like you guys are talking about i just went into it finally like yeah i i'm not a fan of t trailers the only one i saw was that that skek tech going back you know the one that 
came out like a year yeah. and a half before or whatever, yeah, which yeah. wasn't even part of the show, you know, it was just a test. Um, so yeah, I just went into it blindly. I, I stayed away from everything, which was really hard to do. Wow. So yeah, yeah. Have like a Dark Crystal channel. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, it just, it stunned me to look beautiful. And yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm willing to wait however long it takes to, yeah, I also am hopeful that they haven't yeah. said it's canceled, mm. but I also just, yeah, it, 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 it does take time for quality, so. Yeah, absolutely. I, 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 I mean, I, I said, I think I commented on this earlier on Facebook when someone was mentioning it, but I think if anyone's feeling really impatient, all they need to do is raise probably around, I think the first one cost about 100 million. So let's say you raise 50 million and you hand that over to Netflix, they're probably not going to say no. So if anyone's being super impatient and you're really rich, you're a millionaire, you know what you've got to do. In fact, you probably don't even need Netflix. Make it yourself. There you go. <laughs> However, we need to start a GoFundMe, you know. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think you know what? If we if it gets to if it gets too desperate, that might not be a bad shout. <laughs> I'm not saying that we didn't put together an infographic with like how much Kickstarter fans would have to raise, but I, I may have. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Some of us have seen it. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, because like, uh, yeah, I mean, like the show, it is like unlike any other show that's really out there, you know, you know, this full on puppet show, pup, you know, just full of magic, essentially. Um, I mean, for me, I'm just hoping that if anything, if it at least been writing, whether it's like, you know, whether the been you know, just just doing a little bit of writing, or at least having some story ideas that they can sort of, you know, while we're in this sort of pandemic, you know, with the whole things that have been happening around so at least you know if they've been doing at least, at least a little bit of writing um i think that'd be you know <laughs> that that's a good sign for me um yeah, yeah. <laughs> one of the podlings you know they could take mm. one of the podlings kind of do something similar to what they did with the fraggle rock shorts you know mm. you just have one puppeteer in there doing the voice doing everything you know up against the green screen mm. could still build the audience and generate more views through that um, yeah because totally. yeah. i mean thinking about that um i know they did that with um uh with hup with hup teachers puzzling um and that was such a fun was little so cute. Thing. yeah <laughs> yeah teaching us words like zenpo that's awesome and there was a, quite a lot of other words out there so you know uh, i know they're on the social media somewhere um if you can find them so but they, they were great little videos so um, but I know, of course, the Hanson Company have been very busy um, with so many shows that are, you know, with Earth to Ned that's coming out very soon and um, on Disney Plus and, yeah, bringing back Fraggle Rock. So I know they've had a lot of, you know, these productions know, that have been happening. I don't know what, uh, I don't know if you saw that, mm -hmm. but there is a, vi a Japanese video of Hup dancing, you know, it's like it's the same setting than uh, Hub oh. which is modeling, but he's dancing dancing in Japanese. That's so cute. <laughs> have to look that up. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they but could it, do more stuff with Hub for sure. Yeah, because I, I know there, there was like that exercise um, video with Hub. Is this something different or is this? Yeah, yeah. I'll have to, I'll have to check that out for sure, yeah. Research time. Yeah, same yeah. <laughs> Uh yes yeah so no no which is which has been really cool um and uh, I mean I mean Sean I mean I, this is you know your first time being on the show and I actually might as well ask you Sean like um how did the idea sort of came to you about you know uh to do this sort of throwathon this sort of marathon I know you're the one that sort of started it all um, it was, up to here yeah things um part of it was that i was at the time wasn't working i had about three months there where i wasn't working and after the first three weeks i just began to go <laughs> um i just was so bored out of my mind mm. and i think like a lot of us was spending way too much time watching the news uh watching what was going on on social media and i was thinking you know there's a lot of conflict in the world right now there's a lot of infighting there are people that are arguing over really trivial things what could we do that would kind of bring people together with a sense of community and kind of a, a common goal? And I thought, well, you know, the Henson community really, I feel like kind of already has a lot of those values. You know, we're all about inclusivity. We're all about compassion. We're all about reaching out to one another in times of need. And so I thought, you know, we all really want a season two. We all really loved watching season one. Why not bring everybody together and see if we can just use this downtime 
to de-stress kind of come together as sort of a, a family unit and if we can support the show and get season two made. Yeah, absolutely. Because I know, I mean, the first one that we sort of did it back in um, April this year. So this is sort of our, our second sort of, you know, big throw-a-thon to celebrate the one-year anniversary. And um, and I think, you know, they'll, they'll, I mean, it does seem like that there might be another one sort of coming uh, in, in the works um, later on in the year. So, which is, which is really exciting. So. <laughs> Might have something to do with the 38th anniversary of the film. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. <laughs> Sometime in December. So <laughs> uh, that's all good. And um, yeah, I'm just trying to think. Um, I, I think also we might go around, you know, being the one year anniversary um, I'd love to hear from each and every one of you, sort of maybe like your favorite scenes, uh, your favorite scene or your favorite moment um, from the Dark Crystal Age of Resistance. So I might start with you, Sydney. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Did you not see my face just now? Hand ball to oh someone else. Oh, Lottie. Okay, well, I think the first one the instinctual thing like I'm probably going to look back and go no it was this it was that but like the first thing that comes into my mind when I think of my favorite moment is still just the puppet show within a puppet show mm -hmm. um that entire scene with the backstory that was brilliant because we as an audience already knew the information that they were the exposition that they were giving to the main characters we knew that but it was still enthralling and it was still like the way that they chose to do this, this puppet show within a puppet show and to feature that um, amazing puppeteer from YouTube with his finger puppets. And, and um, so they updated it. Like they, they took something that they already had us sold on, which is the art of puppetry, but then they like elevated it and modernized it a little bit for us to, for new audiences to enjoy. And it was so meta without being too obvious and mm. grownish, you know what I mean? Like sometimes they can be really like, wink, wink, see what we did there, puppetry. And you can just sit there and be like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it wasn't like that at all. It was very organic and very just moving. I can watch that scene over and over. And um, I ended up using it, using it for a class. I was doing a workshop um, with a class on character building um, at Orange County High School for the Arts. And I featured that scene about like how to do exposition and what it tells you about the world just in that one little scene. And by the end of it, I had a, you know, a classroom full of seventh graders who all wanted to know everything about the Dark Crystal just from that one scene. So wow. it, yeah. we all loved it as fans who already loved the movie, but a bunch of seventh graders who'd never heard of it see that one scene and come away wanting to get more so that shows how successful that scene was so yeah yeah i'm sticking with it that's my favorite scene right there <laughs> and, you see, and you see the, the diversity of uh, puppetry in that scene you yeah. see the shadow puppets like, mm. uh, like this one <laughs> exactly <laughs> shadow puppets the barnaby jackson uh, finger puppets mm. barnaby yeah yes. so good yeah yeah it's one yeah. of my fav favorites too. On top of that, be a good teacher and introduce your kids to Dark Crystal. <laughs> Put on that puppet show. <laughs> uh, I maybe do that all the time. Not, uh, not sorry at all, parents. You kids all like puppets now. You're welcome. Yeah. New fans. <laughs> uh, no, that's cool. And I mean, actually, I was, I was actually thinking about with the, um, uh, with the fan. Uh, sorry, I was just trying to find how to. Um, here we go. Oh no, I just thought I wanted to sh uh, share a screen of um, one of the entries. You know, sort of thinking about this, the you know, the puppet show, and mm -hmm. uh, the, you know, to celebrate the one year anniversary. And I sort of love this image by um, uh, Yisabel, um, which I'll just share that uh, if you can see that. Um, oh my goodness! Happy first anniversary. Um, which I I really love this with um you know it was Gekra and Ergo and the, but they got like <laughs> oh, the finger the finger puppets like all all the characters so um that's brilliant that's perfect that so you can see so is that Omri down there it is yes oh okay. that has my vote 
That's, yeah. <laughs> that automatically made it my favorite too. I was like, oh, I need that little Omri. I need it. <laughs> so cute. Um, yeah. So I, I don't know Omri. Yeah. So I know there's been so we we had so many entries from the um that fan art uh contest. So I know I know we we're, we're still in the process of sort of um judging all these entries. So you know definitely stay tuned on our social medias as we sort of um you know announce you know the winners and prizes and all that kind of stuff so um which has been really uh really cool and it's just the the art that we've been seeing from so many people um yeah all these different categories have just been uh outstanding to say the least you know each every one of them are just great in their own way got their own take oh is that alien the um yeah we're gonna win this yes yeah that's one of the one of the prizes we have I'm check not, it out and not appearing where I, where am i ah yes <laughs> there it is Beautiful. yeah oh, I want one. <laughs> yeah that's awesome so those are one of the things that some of the winners might win um yeah, yeah my brain is definitely melted from <laughs> looking at all of these amazing entries and trying to like pick favorites out of them this fandom is so creative and so talented just across the board awesome yeah that, that's one of the things i love about dark crystal is that it's just that creativity breeds more creativity breeds more creativity it's just mm-hmm. an ongoing cycle so yeah, I love it. it's the opposite of the darkening <laughs> yeah the creatining yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who knows Do not trademark that the, the kids that are watching it now may end up be creating more Dark Crystal, you know, 20, 30 years down the road. I mean, we've yeah. seen it happen with Louis. We've seen it happen with Toby. So many of the people that grew up loving this went from being fans to being the creators. Yeah. Um, and I think that's really, really powerful. Um, there's something empowering about seeing people really pursue their dreams in a way that you can actually kind of track it. It was that I was at the time wasn't working. I had about three months. Oh. oh, you went back in time. How'd that happen? <laughs> uh, sorry, sorry. I was, just trying, oh, I, I was just trying to um, check out some of the comments that people have been posting um, on our Facebook page. So it was one of those things where it's like I was hitting play and then, yeah. We so, did a time um, warp. I, um, <laughs> yeah, it was strange. I, I was hearing myself talking. Yeah. <laughs> sorry about that. <laughs> My bad. Um, but yeah, it's... Um, but I was just reading some comments like, you know, uh, Nikita Earl, you know, said that, yeah, that's my favorite scene and really made me forget that I was watching puppets and bravo, bravo to the puppeteers um, was the fight scene between yeah. the hunter and Rian and his father. And um, yeah, that was definitely, that was such a great um, uh, a scene. Um, like, I mean, actually really that, that whole episode four, um, yeah. that was a mammoth episode from a point of view of like so many characters that they introduced um in that episode alone was like yeah skek mal and then i think Irva. i think it was Irva's first appearance in that episode mm-hmm. um naya naya, naya and kylan and um so many characters and yeah. broth boy <laughs> yes yes yeah it is actually one one of the things yes. actually what watching the the show again and um especially in episode 10 that i noticed um because of course you know with the writers like they had to with the ADR, like I think they wrote like at least 10,000 lines. So you can hear some lines in the background. And I think like after the battle, battle of the stone of the wood fight and um, you hear sort of exchange between um, Kylan and, and Naya and, and Kylan's just like, you know, were you scared? I was scared. <laughs> sort of thing. Um, Precious so, boy. Yeah, I know. Yeah. But Hey, you know, I was just thinking, you know, about the broth, you know, I mean, even, you know ideas for shows like you, you could almost do a cooking show with um with kylan i think that would be pretty pretty neat <laughs> that, would, that would be very interesting yeah. i was gonna say someone on youtube put out a dark crystal but it's only broth boy it's only kylan so it's all his scenes just back to back it's oh, only really? a couple of minutes but man it just makes you laugh because he's just so oh, oh, oh hey. yeah, yeah. it's it's it's, it's, yeah. it's great if you just need four minutes of straight laughing it's great yeah it's also interesting when if you've read the Jolie novels and like you know more intimate details about Kylan and like more about his character so it's just it's extra amusing when you consider all of that Mm. um 
player knowledge versus character knowledge sort of <laughs> juxtaposition there. But yeah, it's um, Kylan's, he's my boy. I love him. Yeah. Who haven't we heard from yet? Jason, what was your favorite scene? Uh, favorite scene's hard. I'm going to probably go with, um, I, I was also fascinated by all the puppet styles and everything they did. Cause it wasn't just yeah. like, you know, this kind of puppet or being inside of Skeksis, like the, the Bunra coup that they did with lore, that absolutely fascinated me. So the first time I saw lore, I just like, oh, cool. They made him look like stones. And I just, I figured it was CG, but, you know, but then sometimes the movement, I was like, mm. they, they did a good job kind of making it look stop motion-y or, or like someone's yeah. pulling and pulling. And then when I saw the behind the scenes, I mean, that blew yeah. me away because it was, it was great stuff. Yeah. So, yeah. so definitely the first scene with lore, he, he, he's mm. also, also just so original and just very thraw just so otherly but it's like yeah, yeah that totally i could totally picture that in thraw of course why didn't i think of that yeah yeah because i, I mean, love the fact gonna... that oh, go ahead. i was just gonna add his the fact that his um recording that skekra left where he had the little record scratch record on style mind, was that was like, awesome brilliant Great. whoever's idea that was just so good amazing yeah, love that anyway. yeah um, yeah because so cool. I, yeah, I remember there was an interview with brian froud and um I think he mentioned that, you know, it, it would have been something that Jim, you know, Jim wanted to sort of, would have loved to see in Dark Crystal, like, so this rock monster, or, you know, like this rock creature. Yeah. Um, and that, you know, they're able to pull it off, you know, with Age of Resistance. And, you know, kudos to, you know, all the puppeteers and, you know, people that brought law to life. And especially with D-Neg as well, because I think that, you know, there was, I think, interviews, I think, and they talked about how they even sort of had to study you know, the puppeteering movements so that it didn't, you know, so the movement of law wasn't so smooth, you know, like that smooth sort yeah. of that you would see um, these days. So sort of, you know, keeping true um, to the original intent, you know, as a puppet and just that puppety like movements, um, which is really awesome. Yeah. yeah. I was going to say the same about that. Uh, I think the same Brian Proud interview you mentioned, Philip, and, uh, I was there at the BFI and I saw that and it was brilliant. I just love all of Brian's talks because I think he's just so like unapologetically himself and yeah. there is just no filter. You get a hundred percent, you know, what you see is what you get. And, you know, he was explaining about how they wanted to do it all CGI and how he would just sort of sit there and growl and grumble and <laughs> just really <laughs> look unhappy. It was like, no no don't you can't do this <laughs> and i yeah. think you know when brian Brown says no you've got to listen <laughs> so I'm, I'm glad that he kind of grumbled and put his foot down and, and you know we got those the kind of real life puppet because it just looks amazing and and like brian always says there's just so much life in something that is real that is operated by a real person and i think all of the puppeteers sort of keep echoing this that you know when you've got your hand in something and you're putting your personality it just it changes it it's, it's it is like magic it's it's crazy really yeah it, it is so yeah just like every episode and just every moment you know i'm just like how the how the heck do they you know how the thrive do they put pull um some of the stuff that they did off um and you know even with you know with galfling flying you know seeing date and brea flying and then towards the um end of the episodes as well so yeah it's it's been so cool i'm, I'm just loving just seeing Aline, um, you, you're you killing it <laughs> yeah absolutely yeah. killing it yeah. i don't know if i don't know if the life can see me <laughs> oh yeah absolutely yeah uh. <laughs> what is skexard's voice sound like for those of us who weren't at the con uh, i'm still finding a voice for him but i don't know that's i don't know if um, i perform him i think another person will be doing his voice mm -hmm. because, do you have somebody uh, in mind yeah are you volunteering Sid? <laughs> i mean i could i just you know i i would like to know the inspiration like who to pull from because right now i get danny elfman vibes because that hair is just like if there are any like oingo boingo fans out there totally yeah. kind of a oh, yeah. deep cut danny elfman's sort of my <laughs> my non-jim henson lord and savior um but yeah look up some videos of of danny elfman and that hair is 100 percent that vibe is what, what is? i get what's this da, da, yeah. da, 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 da. what's this what's this da, 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 da. <laughs> there's essence everywhere <laughs> amazing <laughs> uh, 
What was your favorite scene, Eli Eliane? In the whole show, what was your favorite scene? It changed a lot. <laughs> but uh, for a long time, it was the carriage scene with uh, Rian and um, Skexo because mm -hmm. I love the dialogue. Mm -hmm. But now I think that it's the Almodra funeral. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That was a great, yeah. Yeah, yeah great. Because um, it's a pose in the... Uh, in the plot, just a character uh, saying what they are, what they are feeling. Yeah. Um, and uh, I love the Saladin moment with uh, yes, her, her quote uh, when when she set the fire on on, the mo on her mother. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry, it wasn't very enough. emotional. Yeah, very gives, emotional. That gives me chills every time. I've watched it so many times, and every time it gives me chills. It's yeah. So good. Now, yeah. Now it's that it's, it's that scene. Yeah, that entire scene definitely had me entire scene. like an yeah. absolute bludgeoned little baby. The whole scene, I was like... <laughs> and what I love the most is you see the subtle movements in the puppets. You know, when, yeah. you know, when Rian and Bria are uh, telling their stories, their relationship with, uh, with their parents, mm -hmm. there are so many little movements and... You see the emotion inside them, and yeah, they have the souls. Of her head, uh, yeah. I was just about to say that, Sid. The, the moment when they all start to sing together, uh, there's a level of emoting there that happens that's so so subtle and yet so powerful at the same time. They have souls. Those puppets literally, the the puppeteers and the the voice actors both, like they all combined, and the artisans who crafted the puppeteers. Like it's such a collaborative effort to and that specific cocktail of artistry from all of those different talents pool together to create this creature that has a soul the minute the right person picks them up um it's not just an object it's it's a living piece of art that is alive just amazing that scene is the best example of that have we heard jason's yet favorite scene i don't remember Who's, who else is, no, Zay, we haven't heard Zay's favorite scene. Oh, it's so hard. I gotta like rattle through some favorites because they're the ones that sort of resonated with me. I absolutely love it um, when Hup says, Hup won't die because I, I suffer from motion sickness <laughs> and I completely, I'm like, I'm so with you Hup, I so get it. So now every time I, like, I go on a plane or anything, I'm like, oh, Zay won't die. <laughs> I just thought that was so funny and I, you know, I could really um, relate to that. Uh, I love the relationship between um, Freya um, and Tavra because I'm really close to my siblings and I'm really close to my sister. And um, when they say about, you know, the, the, the bonds of sisterhood can't be broken, that, that did give me a little tear in my eye. I thought that was lovely. Um, yeah. And I love everything, every scene with... Um, uh, Skexo, the scroll keeper. I just love the voice that Neil does. I love the puppetry. I love his like little, yeah, like little quick um, moments. And sad. So yeah. sad. Neil Sterenberg is the best. <laughs> Fantastic. And uh, yeah, everything. And when they're in the carriage and he's like, oh. Oh, you were never beautiful, you know, kind of thing. Like everything is just was kind of perfect. I would just, uh, I, I want to see more of him. He's a, he's at one of the Skeksis that you know I just want to see so much more of. So I'm, I'm excited and hopeful that if we do get another season, that we might see more of him. Yeah, those would also be fun little shorts too to have like little um, sidebar stories of each of the Skeksis, like what they do, just just a candid moment of them wandering around in the castle doing their own thing. <laughs> you read the uh, Skekla comics? No. Uh, there is an artist named on DeviantArt uh, named Skekla and she does a lot of things like that. Comics with uh, a okay. little slice of life on, oh, nice. for the Skeksis. It's awesome. Oh, that's, go that's... check her. Go check that. Yeah. Skekla. Okay, absolutely. Um, yeah, I'll, thank you. I'll, and and I was just trying to think of, I mean, for I'm me, I'm putting the link on Facebook. Yeah, thank you. Your post on, yeah, that'd be amazing. Thanks. Um, this bump. 
Uh, so <laughs> I was just trying to think for me, like favorite scenes. Um, I mean, besides, of course, the whole puppet scene, um, that is probably my, one of my all time favorites, but I think like when, when I was watching the show for the first time, I think my first sort of like laugh out loud moment was probably in episode two with the scene, um, Deet and she encounters a fizz gig, you know, gives a fizz gig a belly rub. And then the other fizz gig, you know, yeah. comes in. Representing fizz gigs today, by the way. Uh, <laughs> I've always, I've, I've actually, like, I'd love to know like what, you know, what the fizz gigs are actually saying. So I'm like, I'm sort of tempted to release like a, here's an English version of what I think they're sort of yeah. arguing like about. Little subtitles underneath. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I, I got some ideas of that one. So, um, but that was the one that made me laugh out really loud. Just, um, I, I think it's probably just because seeing the fizz gigs, cause they were like my favorites um, from, from the original film, the one that started all, it all, of course. Um, but then I guess, um, in episode three when we got to stone in the wood with deet and harp and then you know we see deet you know uh falling down and you know knowing that the stone would uh say not nice things to deet say the least and you know harp got really angry and you know took action so you know with, with that with that whole fight scene um that, that little moment where it's just like you know just just never imagined a podling would you know sort of beat up a gelfling but it was so great like just the way he goes flying it. across <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he like launches himself across to protect d i love that yeah 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 the our paladin we lost jason by the way he has a um he said there's a huge storm and they lost power so fingers crossed for jason do not get lost yep. in the storm stay no, safe no, out there yep definitely yeah yeah um and of course i mean and and, and i just I'll, i mean i'll just say thanks uh jason for being on the show i don't know if you're able to get on but um but for those that don't know um you could definitely check out his youtube channel uh with the dark crystal conjunction yeah. um which i'll probably be watching that actually afterwards as well watching that trivia yeah. and uh I'd be curious to, you know, even even want to know like how how I would go um, in that contest. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that, that was a lot of fun. So no, big thanks to to him and of course Sean for um uh, with that trivia contest. So no, which is which was really cool. Huge help. I am not the most technically apt person, as Sydney can tell you. It took me a heck of a long time to get this background up and going. But uh, yeah, Jason was a rock star with helping to get that trivia up and going and doing the PowerPoint presentation. Yeah. yeah. He's, he knows what he's doing, that guy. Yeah. So, so uh, yeah, I would say that probably for me, my favorite scene or scenes would probably be the introductory stuff with, uh, with Deet and Hup. Um, yeah. Just things when they're wandering through the forest on their way to Stonewood. There's so many wonderful character moments there. Um, Hup is hilarious, but there's something also really sweet about how he treats Dee. He's not only protective of her, he really tries to cushion her feelings in so many scenes. Uh, when she starts to wander in the wrong direction because she's just following some random star, uh, and he kind of corrects her on that. I just I think that's so so cute. Yeah, I love that moment where he tells her he's teaching her the difference between the star and the moon, and um, I'm. I'm a huge moon nerd myself, so I was like, yeah, shout out to the moon. Um, but I loved, I, I agree with you, I love the, the balance of comedy, but also like warmth and innocence that yeah. Hup has. And we talked on the podcast before on our, our episode about Hup, how important those moments are where, um, where they meet each other, how the fact that they don't speak the same language, but they still manage to communicate and to be patient with one another and to still not let the fact that they have a language and a cultural barrier get in the way of the fact that they still are after the same goal and can join the same team and continue their journey together. And they're not put off by the fact that they have a language barrier at all. It's yeah. something, uh, a really important lesson for both adults and children to see right now. Well, and there's something great about when he essentially pulls out his spoon and presents it to her, and she kind of giggles and laughs, and you know that she thinks it's funny and amusing, but it's not mean-spirited. She's right. kind of accepting him in that moment and saying, oh, this is cute. I love you. 
and yeah. you just sort of feel this bonding sort of happen right away when he's like, you know, it's a sword and he's waving it and she's like, oh, he thinks his spoon is a sword. You yeah. know, he's willing to put his life on the line to protect me. How could I, I, I yeah. not love this little guy? Yeah. And she doesn't talk down to him about it either. She's like, oh, it's a sword. I got you. Cool. You're a paladin. Yeah. Nice. There's, there's no judgment. <laughs> there's no condescension. It's just like, you're kind of already my comrade. And there's just yeah. something really great about that. Yep. Yeah, I, like I mean, Hub really, I mean, for me, like stole the show. Like in some parts, or um, yeah, he was definitely one of my favorite characters. And um, yeah, I mean, you know, I'm just sort of hoping that we get more of Hub in future stories. Because um, I know last time we saw Hub, you know, he got knocked out with his uh, skekmal and you know, with his bandages. So he'll it'll be interesting if you'll um get back to join our podling here uh podling heroes our galfling heroes um yeah. should we get more and the podlings and oh. the podlings too yeah 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 <laughs> well he'll be the hero of all all the podlings as well yeah but they're all one so yeah yeah all heroes yeah <laughs> oh my goodness what do you guys all hope for if if we were allowed to pitch one idea for season two like this is what we want to see What's the one thing you wish would happen in season two? That's hard. I feel like so many of us, because it has been a full year since the, the first season came out, and there hasn't been really any clue as to whether we will get a second season. I feel like so many of us are already kind of creating our own fan versions in our heads. Yeah. Well, let's put reality aside for a minute. Just what would you want? <laughs> See, I, I think... It's going to sound really inconstant, but I think as soon as they announce it, I'd kind of be open to anything. Um, yeah, I, I'd be willing to put my heart out there and say, you know, this is exactly what I want to have happen. And as soon as they say, oh, okay, season two's happening, <laughs> I would totally push it aside. Um, yeah. But I, I think I would love to see some of the characters that were introduced in the comics. I would love to see Ron Ip come back um, and actually play a role. I, I feel very strongly that he's kind of the force behind Skekra becoming the heretic and that's why Skekra even was called a heretic before it kind of officially became his title um because Ronith is known as the heretic in the uh, the creation yeah. myths mm -hmm. uh, I would love to see Evo the uh adventurer historian from the Dark Crystal Tactics game I think he would be an amazing character to see on screen because He's kind of the Indiana Jones of the Gelfling world, you know. Yeah. Uh, and I have joked about that a lot. And I think fans would absolutely be bonkers over him. And um, I think that would be great. And I'd also love to see Lara and Nephi come in, um, as well as Omri, because those are characters that we haven't seen outside of the comics or the books at all. Yeah. So those those yeah. things would all be on my list somewhere. Yeah. Omri is absolutely my favorite character from the books. So yeah, Jason. Um, <laughs> yeah, I really, really want to see an Omri puppet and to see a, um, if they show the the bond between he and Naya in the way that we see it in the books. So that's that's probably my choice would be to see Omri more of Naya in general, just more of Naya Kylan and like the party from the Jolie novels, um, and then also in a more Annika, more Sifa. I'm mm -hmm. all about the Sifa. Yes. And Annika was one of my very favorite characters from the book. And I would love, I loved her puppet and her performance. It made me really happy, but there wasn't enough. <laughs> more, more Annika. I want more dozens too. Oh yeah. The dozens. Totally. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, we know Rikia survived. So, you know, I hope it, it was actually weird. I don't think we actually saw Rikia in the last episode. Um, like I know he was knocked out, but I don't think he wasn't killed. Killed. He was this, right? They didn't show us for sure, yeah. and that can't be an accident. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I know. I, I think there's and there's lots of like um, Gelfling clans to explore. Um, I know, for example, I know like the Spritans that was sort of a bit left out. You know, like we saw we saw the clan, we saw the leader, but you know, not a, as much as you know. So yeah. for me, the Spritans would be one I would love to see a little bit more of. Um, but I think story-wise, I think the Wall of Destiny, um, for me, I think that is such a uh, one of the big, you know, 
you know, even though we don't know, but you know, the Wall of Destiny has to would have to be like one of the biggest events um, to to happen, you know, in Dark Crystal lore. Um, that I think to seeing that would be amazing. You know, it'll be interesting, you know, how they go about it because I know I think in sort of the lore, I think it was like all the seven clans or you know the leaders of the seven clans or something like that. They all you know went on went on a hill and. Uh, whether they did a dream you know a dream space kind of scenario to you know create yeah. the wall of destiny i know this um i just love to see how how we see that um you know with puppets live action with the show um i think for me that's you know in regards to story i think the wall of destiny is probably the biggest thing that i'd like you gotta have the wall of destiny because even even like when we got through episode 10 and the show was over i'm like oh my god like th- th- there's still so much you know that um that we didn't get to see because because i think we're we, i'm like for me i always sort of thought oh this is how we're going to get 10 episodes it's, it's going to be this one story essentially but you know the way they left it open with um you know with with a bit of the the gartham um you know the creation of the gartham and that you know the potential for you know the gartham wars to become part of season two is um yeah yeah, it's the yeah. natural next step in the story. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. I don't think we'll see the creation of the Wall of Destiny till mm. I, I think that will be literally like the very like last scene mm. before. Then that's it until the film. Whether we get a second season and that's it, or we get a third season, I'm still confident that we'll get two more seasons. And mm. just like with any trilogy, in the second you know, installment, it's all about the character development. Think of all the trilogies, you know, the movies that we love. So in the first one, they give you loads of action, they introduce you to some characters, but actually they kind of want to grip you. So there's a lot that goes on. Then the second, you know, it's that little middle section of let's slow everything down, let's get to know these characters more, let's get to love them more. And then we go into the third season, which is like, up the ante up the action and then let's leave it on that wall of destiny mm. just all looking fresh all that's created and then we go to to you know the film and i think that would be quite quite a cool way to to leave it um but also find out who jen and kira's parents are we need yeah. to know, I need no, to know. I know. yeah <laughs> i mean that, that's the thing like i mean dark crystal works in three so like you know having three seasons would be amazing but i mean <laughs> does the movie count as one of those three oh, or yeah. you the could. series? Mm. It, it's... No, it doesn't count. It doesn't count. <laughs> no, 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 no. I need three. I want three. Netflix, hear me. I need three. <laughs> what you yeah. want to do, Netflix, uh, yeah. is just kill off loads of characters mm. in the second season <laughs> and then yeah. the budget will be a lot less for the third season. You see, with all that, those famous actors costing loads of money doing the voice. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. It's the narrative yeah, that actually... Style because if you look at a lot of the trilogies, the second one is always the darkest. The first one introduces the threat. The second one is the one that raises the stakes where you usually have the tragedy, whether it's, you know, someone dying or, uh, you know, going to war or Han Solo being frozen in carbonite. I mean, there, there's so many things that usually happen in the second one. And then the third one is kind of the reintroduction of hope. And so if we think about it in those terms, Narratively, I, I think the Gartham Wars would be the obvious next step. It would really be the genocide of the Gelfling. Mm. And then the third season would really be about, you know, the parents of Jen and Kira coming together and how are we going to preserve what's left of our race? Um, yes, because uh, in an in a interview, mm-hmm. they were Jeffrey Addis and uh, Will Matthews, they were saying that uh, in season two, the characters will be apart. Yeah. And uh, they will be kind of reflecting about themselves, you know, and uh, Brea, Brea will be in the resistance, uh, Deet away uh, fighting with her darkening, mm. and uh, Rian um, trying to help Deet and cope with his own grief too, because mm-hmm. uh, Mira, Ordon, uh, a lot of things. Yeah. Yeah. Poor Rian hasn't had a chance to really grieve. No. I mean, yeah, no. Nobody really has. They had their one moment at the funeral, but they need uh, 
Rianne's whole story arc in the show has basically been 2020. You know, I mean, he, he <laughs> loses, he loses Mira, he loses his dad, he loses mm. Dee. Uh, it's just, it's yeah. worst life. Rianne's 2020. Worst life. Poor guy. He's gonna be Batman by the end of the arc. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. So no, we. I mean, you know, that's the thing. You know, we're still waiting to see what the future holds and. Still got our fingers crossed. So I think, you know, um, we, we might wrap it up um, for, for this show, for our live throw-a-thon. So for anyone that watched this on Facebook, really appreciate it. Uh, you're watching the show. And of course, you know, we'll, the show will be, you know, anyone can watch it. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, I think really the big thing is, you know, fingers crossed for that Emmy win, um, which will be towards the All end of um, four fingers. September. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> fingers crossed. So, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, all four Gelfling fingers. Yeah. All righty. So, um, all right. So, before we head off, uh, I might just do um, go through each, all, all your, you know, with everyone and how people can find more of your work. So, I'll, I'll start with you, um, Aliyan. Hmm? Oh, where, where, where can where, we find you? you? Yeah, yeah. So, people can find out more about your work and everything that you've done. Um, I'm mostly on Instagram. Yep, on Instagram. You, it's a uh, alien uh, point Torauba, like my yep. name. Uh, yeah. On Facebook. Yep. And, yep. Uh, yes, you can find me. Cool, excellent. Yeah, I'll definitely um, put that in the show notes so yeah, the people that want mm-hmm. the link, they can um, check it out. And um, so, no, thank you so much for being on the show. And and uh, Sean, thanks again for being in the show. And for starting this whole throwathon, you know, how can people find you? Um, so the easiest thing to do would be, I'm in quite a few of the Dark Crystal groups on Facebook, um, but the easiest thing would probably be on Instagram where I'm under the Angle of Eternity. Um, I also have the Angle of Eternity group on Facebook, uh, which is kind of a small group of people, about 100 right now, um, mm-hmm. and we're doing a lot of kind of deep dives into the mythology and philosophy behind throw. Nice, nice, awesome. And of course, um, Zay, thank you so much for being on the show. And, and actually, I just want to say thank you for being, you know, continuing being our sponsor for um, Trial by Stone. So really appreciate your support and uh, everything you've done, you know, to you know, help the podcast, you know, make more of these great shows. So um, you're uh, most welcome. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so you, you can yeah. find more good Dark Crystal stuff at The Great Conjunction. So it literally is at The Great Conjunction. So mm. yeah, just trying my best throughout the whole of lockdown to, mm. you know, keep posting fun Dark Crystal stuff, getting involved with things like this, anything I can really, because it, you know, keeps me sane as well. And mm. connecting with all the fans is absolutely lovely. And I just want to say to everyone to come to the page tomorrow evening, probably like six o'clock, because there are some very special people that have um, a message for, for all the thralling. Excellent. Six o'clock uh, your time, right? Six o'clock. My, what will that make at your time, Sydney? Is that a good time for, where are you? You're on the... Uh, yeah, I'm in California, so... What's that math like? <laughs> 6 p.m. in England. Um, I've got my little clock thing on my phone because... Yeah. 6 p.m. England time. 3 a.m. Yeah. 3 a.m.? But yeah. Is that your time or my time? Yeah. My time. Oh, my goodness. No way. Oh. That's, that's the time it is now. So 6 p.m. You're an hour ahead of me, aren't you? Oh, it is 6 p.m. Well, yeah, 6 p.m. here right now. So, so you're 6 p.m. now. So my 6 p.m., what are you guys? You are, so you're eight hours behind. Babe, you are like seven hours ahead. Oh, you're in the future. Creepy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm wrong. That always trips me out. So I think that's, that'll cup, probably yeah. be like, yeah, like first thing in the morning, like maybe nine o'clock in the morning, nine, ten o'clock in the morning. But it's okay. It's a Sunday. No one's got work, right? No. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, All right. Good to know. Awesome. Yeah. awesome. No, that's so uh, thank you so much, Zay. And of course, um, and for anyone interested, yeah, so at the, the greatconjunction.com, um, I think you've got your um panels there from the Great Conjunction um that happened early in the early in the year. So for anyone that haven't seen them, they're definitely worth a watch. And um especially uh you, the interview with um Brian Neal that you did um uh yourself and Tobias. 
twice. So. Oh, everyone has to watch that. If you haven't seen that, what are you waiting for? Oh, I know. <laughs> if you're not crying, if you're not crying at the end of that Q and A, mm. you have a heart of stone. I literally Absolutely. had to like hold the tears back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It yeah. was emotional. Definitely, yeah. What was, uh, Louise's speech at the end? Oh, that was hilarious. Yeah, that was the best. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> All righty. And what, and what about Sydney? So thank you again, Sydney. And how can people find um, you? I mean, everybody here probably already knows how to find me. I'm on the Crystal Shard. Um, I'm everywhere Philip is, everywhere where Trial by Stone can be found. Find our, our Patreon and our website. And I'm Black Star Far Dreamer on Instagram. Um, yeah, that's that's it. Black Star Far Dreamer, David awesome. Bowie, and Dark Crystal reference at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. And uh, yeah, for me, you can just find, yeah, just on social media, um, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Dark Crystal Podcast, Twitter's Dark Crystal Pod. Um, and also you can check the website, darkcrystalpodcast.com. Um, that's where all the shows live. All, they can find all the shows. But of course, if you, uh, you can listen to the show on many various platforms with Apple Podcasts, uh, Stitcher, and lot, loads of other places you can find the show to to hear the audio versions of the show so um yeah again i think we'll um we'll wrap it up but yeah again i think before i go i probably just want to say um you know being one year a big congratulations to netflix and the jim henson company uh for what they achieved like with the dark crusade age resistance it's um it was such an incredible show um a mammoth task to probably to bring that show to life and pretty much everyone that worked on the show like you knocked it right out of the park and one year later like i'm still finding you know i think i think we all agree like we still find new things you know to explore with with the dark crystal and so many discussions and um even with the podcast like you know we're still going through those characters the character discussions so we got so much more to cover um with the show alone you know yeah. Um, whether or not we get a, se a second season or not, I mean, even the 10, 10 episodes that we got were just amazing and certainly hoping for more fingers crossed as always. But yeah, again, thank you so much, um, for making the show and yeah, here's to many more, hopefully. Yeah. And keep watching it. Throthon is still happening. Keep yes, changing yep. the show, everybody. Yep. And don't cool. forget that hashtag Throthon. So <laughs> yeah. All right. So from all of us here, yeah, thank it's you so much. Time. And definitely stay tuned for more Trial by Stone. Right. See you later. Bye-bye. Bye, everybody. If you'd like to get in contact with the show, you can do so at darkcrystalpodcast at gmail.com. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash darkcrystalpodcast. Follow us on Instagram at Dark Crystal Podcast and on Twitter at Dark Crystal Pod. If you'd like to support the show, subscribe to the podcast, write a review on Apple Podcasts, and consider being our Patreon supporter at patreon.com forward slash Dark Crystal Podcast. Thank you all so much and stay tuned for the next episode of Trial by Stone. This podcast is brought to you by ThamesCon, bringing conventions to Oxford and London, including the Great Conjunction, the first ever dark crystal convention in the world. For more information, visit their website at www.thegreatconjunction.com.